Hello and welcome to another episode of Tribecast with your host Harry. Today we've got an interview with Ville Levenemi, the co-founder of Happy or Not. He's going to walk us through the Happy or Not story and give some tips on how to succeed as an entrepreneur. I hope you guys enjoy. Ville, thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Um, but can you first just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. I'm Ville Levanemi, 41 years old guy. I live in Tampere with my wife and dog. I'm co-founder of Happy or Not. Um, Happy or Not is a company providing a service and solution for ongoing customer and employee satisfaction measuring. We collect the feedback, we turn the feedback into analytics and insights, and the companies are using the feedback to improve their business and, and their uh, act in general. Uh, nowadays, I'm responsible for strategic partnerships in Happy or Not. Like mentioned, I live here in Tampere. Uh, I work in our headquarters nowadays. Uh, I've also lived in, in uh, Florida, US to set up our USA office uh, about five years ago. Also, I've been living in Amsterdam uh, to help setting up our uh, office there. So I've been around already with Happy or Not quite a lot. Um, great. So, so as you said, Happy or Not was founded way back in, in 2009 and since has become highly successful all over the world, really. And if we can take it right back to the start when you were first starting out with a project, did you ever think that it could become what it has done today? Uh, yeah, we actually we actually did. You know, um, my co-founder, Heikki Vanhanen, um, we have been working with him since about 2002, 2003. So Happy or Not is kind of third or fourth company we are working in together, depending on how you count it. So um, we we have been working long time. We are kind of commercial-minded entrepreneurs. Uh, we are maybe quite the sales guys uh, in heart. And, and uh, you know, uh, Heikki came up with this idea long time ago uh, when he was 15 years old. Uh, but he kind of revisited the idea when we were having um, our mobile gaming studio in Tampere and he kind of, it was a good business, we were growing a lot and Heike came uh, kind of back to think about how how could I provide a means to our employees to safely provide feedback and he was thinking that this would work in the business environment. Uh, so we tested the idea a lot before we started to do it. We checked the technical feasibility and everything and so on. So kind of we, we were thinking that if, if this works, if we can make it work, it potentially can be really big. So actually we had a we had a vision and, and the targets and we were talking about ultimate success, like someday Walmart should be using this in all of their stores and Someday, President Barack Obama should be checking Happy or Not Index to find out how the USA uh, workforce is doing and how the USA consumers are doing, and so on. So, so yeah, we 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 wanted to see where it takes us, but of course, you know, we not sure how realistic it was. So, step by step, we found out that okay, this seems to be working. Technology seems to be viable. Uh, customers seem to 
find out new values about what to do with it. And then it started to kind of uh, go step by step. So, but yeah, anyway, we, we had an idea that it potentially, if, if we don't screw it up and if everything goes well, it could potentially become big or at least meaningful for largest companies in the world and largest organizations. And that's where we are now. So, yeah. But you said you had this very clear idea of kind of what the product is and how it's going to work. And many entrepreneurs have this idea, this real spark of inspiration. It's the taking the idea and turning it into a viable business that a lot of them struggle with. Um, how did you start about having from having this clear vision of what you've got to taking it into more of a viable business? Yeah. Well, you you mentioned the word business here. So basically, when we were talking about business, it means that there are there is normally money involved and that there is normally a target to make a profitable business out of it. So basically, besides the idea or invention or innovation or scheme or whatever you have, uh, kind of if, if, if you want to realistically build a successful business, you must be also interested and even better excited about building a successful business. Uh, not just a business. Uh, if you are, if you are not excited about building successful full business and you still have a good idea and you would like to pursue it, you, you know, uh, you just need to seek for a good partner and partners who are excited about building a business. So of course, uh, one person cannot do it all alone. So it's just kind of really important that. If you're not interested about doing business and want to do business, you need to find, you need to learn to be a, a good business person, or then you you need to kind of admit that okay, the business part is not for me, so I need to find a couple of one guy or a couple of uh, persons to help me out already, preferably in the beginning. Uh, I think in the end, we when you talk about business, perhaps the most important skill you need to have in your house or in your core team is when you want to grow uh, a healthy growth and, and so on, you need to have the numbers in control and you need, need to be having someone who, who is handling the spreadsheets uh, for you. That's really important and it can be boring. If it feels boring for you, you should find out someone who doesn't find it a necessary evil thing to do because that can be exciting for some people as well. Um, so, as you said, one of your roles with Happy or Not was to um, be situated in places like Amsterdam, like Florida, as you've said, um, and kind of real, really look at the kind of internationalization and building this company in these different international markets. Once you've created your successful business in Finland, what are the first things that you should consider when you're looking to enter one of these international markets? Yeah, um, I think it's it starts by assuring that you can provide a value for money to your customers. So I think it's, it's, it's the question about uh, in which market can this concept provide value for money for the customers and how I need to adjust the concept. Um, that's where it starts from understanding the market that okay there, there potentially is business in that market for me of course then you need to think about how 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 am i providing or distributing uh this service or this product you need to think 
be sure that you're complying with the local laws and regulations. Uh, there's a huge amount of things to be done. You need to make sure that you're not breaching uh, the patents or trademarks of, of, of other guys who probably have came up with the same idea already. So, so, so it's really huge leap from going from domestic business to international business, even when we, you go to the neighbor, neighboring country like Sweden or whatever. So um, you just need to think, how are you going to handle that? The way we handled that was that right from the beginning, we started to uh, seek for uh, good uh, potential reseller partners in the different, different markets. Uh, so, so we wanted them to be nice people to work with. We wanted them to be the hungry the way we, we were. And we wanted them to be somewhat experts of their own industry that they're operating in. And of course, the part of their job was make sure that we are kind of, we are complying with the local requirements and, and, and things like that. So you'd say it's all about getting all of your research done, meeting the right people who are also as excited as you are to kind of carry that project forward. Definitely, definitely. And of course, in uh, Finnish government helps with that a lot. It helped already back then. So it's, it's, there's a huge network of people who, got, who are aware of what it takes to do certain kind of businesses and, and so on. So, so at that point, it's really good to go to your local ELY keskus and have a chat with the people that who should you talk with when you want to do something. And of course, network, use LinkedIn, ask questions to people who have done it already. I'm happy to help as well. What would you say are some of the highlights of your career so far? Yeah, there's a large amount of them, of course. This is kind of uh, our favorite child, this business, because we started from the scratch. But maybe if I list a couple of highlights, of course, really important first thing that needed to happen in order us to continue doing this is our first real customer in the retail uh, industry. And actually, our first real customer was Valintatalo, which is nowadays, uh, the company was sold to Kesko. So basically, all Valintatalo stores are nowadays uh, K-market stores. So anyway, we, we had our first uh, real customer in, in Epilä, Tampere, in Winterin Mutka, Valintatalo, and we were, of course, really kind of excited what is going to happen. Is anyone going to press the button to give feedback? Uh, is the staff going to hate it? Or are they going to trust it immediately and, and, and stuff like that? So so when we got the first results, actually, we were quite pleasantly surprised. It was three or four times more feedback than we and the chain management of that company expected. So that was definitely a highlight. People are pressing button because we, we weren't sure before that. Even better highlight a couple of weeks after that was that we started to receive feedback from the staff of that particular store. Uh, the assistant manager told us that, hey, don't take this away from us because we were asking about the freshness of the produce section of the store. The assistant manager told us that, hey, uh, the the people in the stores have started to stock the fresh fruits and vegetables during the evening hours as well, because they can see from the results that people are happy when they are providing, providing a product to be sold. 
And when they're providing the product to be sold and the product is in good condition, they actually were able to connect the dots that, hey, the product group sales are improving during the night hours and so on. So that's when we started to learn that, hey, okay, it's actually not about just pressing the button. It's about how they are utilizing the data that we provide for them and how they are delivering it, distributing it in the organization and how they help the people uh, learn to be better and more motivated in their job. So that's definitely the most important feedback in the beginning. Of course, after that, we received the call from Heathrow Airport, uh, the phone call and the guy called Kevin Randall asked me that, hey, do you have really this on the shelf? And I, I, I told him that, yes, we do. We do have it. And is it really wireless? Wireless? Is it really, you know, carefree? Is it really everything? And so he told us, okay, send us 11. And uh, after a couple of days, he told us, okay, guys, we need plenty of this, a huge amount of this more. And this was before the Summer Olympics of London in 2012. And they were official airports. So they wanted to kind of do it from the marketing viewpoint as well, but they found out that actually the behavioral change in the security guys was so huge in a couple of days that they just cannot afford to roll it out in the airport. So that, that was our international breakthrough, definitely. Of course, personally, the US office founding was, it was, wasn't really easy. We were, you know, operating with the bootstrapping budget still with the cash flow, we didn't have investors and so, so basically, I tried to do everything as cheaply as possible. And it's not necessarily always a great idea when you are putting together a business in, in the US and, and so on. But we survived from that as well. So that's, of course, something I'm really proud of. First US customers and so on. So I could name dozens of the highlights, but maybe those three are mentionable. Yeah. Great. And on the flip side, uh, what would you say are some of the challenges that you've had to face in business? And how did you manage to overcome them? Yeah, I think the learnings that if, if I would be doing this again, if we start from the USA office setup, I would definitely use the, use money, use the people who have done that before because there's so much struggle you can get into when you actually don't know. Even if you, do, if you know what you're doing, you just are not kind of, you're not qualified to do it officially so you can you can lose a lot of time and you can you can create a lot of stress on yourself so so definitely one one learning from founding a usa entity was that be sure to use enough people to help you that equals use enough money to be sure that you're not under con constant stress with the old paperwork and the stuff that you're not best person to handle. Uh, of course, the recruiting is really challenging always. So there are his hits and misses always. I think we still don't have the, you know, secret sauce on how, how to have a 100% hit rate. But you know, the recruiting gets more difficult, more the company grows. So when you are uh, hiring your first 20 or 30 people, those people are almost like entrepreneurs. So they, they are really rocking it. And, and, and when you grow more and more and more, it's, you know, eventually you, you are hiring like everyone else is hiring. And, uh, and uh, 
I think we have become quite good in it. I think it goes to the same category, but it's a good idea at some point to start using outsourced services to do stuff. Uh, if you're an entrepreneur, you tend to be really kind of, you know, jealous of everything you do and you think that you're the only one who can do it well, but it's, it's really important to let that thinking go. The earlier, the better. Um, so you yourself have a wealth of knowledge and experience in business across all these different roles and different sectors. Um, many of our listeners are really starting out their journeys in business and are part of, um, well, early stage startups and small companies. What um, tips would you give for anyone who's wanting to push their companies and also both themselves to the next level? Yeah, uh, I always talk about the value of your service to your customer. What is the customer value? Uh, you can not spend too much time in thinking about that and documenting it and stress testing that value with your target group, with your peers, with your whoever. Uh, I I think when you when you can assure that what you are selling actually is worth buying for your customer, focused customer, then you are actually quite good position and then keep on doing it you know never stop doing it because the world is changing you know like pandemic came and we we have needed to think about lots of things kind of uh, again and rethink and, and and restructure the ways how we, we we are thinking and speed up some processes that we were thinking that we would be doing only in a couple of years and stuff like that so it's important to try to think outside the box as well but also the most important thing is talk with your customer you know make sure that you're providing more uh, as much value uh, or enough value and then ask how could i how could i provide more value for you how what would make this product more sticky in your business and so on so it, it doesn't need, need to be so you know so difficult or rocket science or you don't need to use any jargon or read one million books to become a good service provider or SaaS service provider. You you need to read your customers' minds and and maybe better just ask customers, what do you think about it? How could this be better? It's it's quite easy thing to do, but for some reason many many businesses are doing that. So that that's the secret. <laughs> So uh, you previously talked about the importance of having the right people around you for the job. And how important do you think that it is to build a network as an entrepreneur? And how important are business communities such as Platform 6 in helping unite and put together entrepreneurs? I think it's really important from multiple viewpoints. You know, it's we were doing things in our own office when we started in 2009 and and. Uh, well, first in our homes, but uh, when we got our office, so we, we, we weren't part of too many communities, but we were lucky enough to have a, a really good network already because we had been in, in multiple businesses before. So, so, so it would have been really hard to start without that network because it's just, you know, there are so many things that you can, you can uh, do better than you thought. So extremely important uh, in 
Amsterdam, we were having our office in, 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 the, in this company called WeWork. I'm sure you're aware of the company. They provide, the, uh, they provide facilities, but also they provide this whole service around it. So you, you as a company, you can go there and you can rent the space and you have, you know, something like 50 other companies around you and they're even throwing parties and stuff like that. So, so, so in, uh, from the social viewpoint, that's really important as well. But I, you know, I'm a bit older guy. So that, I think the most valuable thing in that for me was that, or would be for any uh, entrepreneur that, because they are kind of facilitating this kind of conversation almost forcefully. They make you meet with the other people. So if, if you can kind of utilize that, you, you have a really nice platform to test your ideas. You don't need to tell your most important business secrets, but you can, you can test about, you know, like things I mentioned before, the customer value. Okay, if you were a retailer, would you use this? And why would you use it? Why wouldn't you use this? What should be the uh, price of that? And, and so on. So I, I, networking is really, really important in, in many forms, of course. Uh, recruiting, you you can find people you want to hire in your team. You 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 know it's you never know what happens when you talk with the people, and use the time uh, to try to have a meaningful discussion every now and then. Always, of course, you need to throw jokes and maybe have a couple of beers with those guys as well. But remember to keep the focus as well. That's what what you want to achieve. Um, speaking of, of focus, uh, one of the maybe the hardest aspects of being an entrepreneur is this relentless problem solving the fact that you're always dealing with issues and you're always fighting to try and move on and progress but how do you keep yourself motivated and what tips would you give any entrepreneurs to help them keep this focus and this motivation up yeah in the beginning it helped us a lot to stay motivated and to fight uh, together we take because there were so many many people who were kind of doubting what we do they uh, let's say that 50 percent of the people we uh presented this idea told them no it's it no no it, it's not going to work out it's too simple it's too hard it's too it's hardware you are not going to get anyone by it. it's too expensive it will be you know that that kind of helped us to show them that okay we're going to show because there's 50 percent of the people who are telling us that okay just make it happen and 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 if you if you deliver what you promise it is really going to help us in in, in improving our our business uh our engagement our even ourselves and stuff like that so it was really clear for us that there is enough audience for this so all we need to do is just make it better and better and better uh, but we got as much, you know, um, power and and perkele from that, you know, because there are so many companies who told us that no, 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 it's not going to work, and we were laughed out of many meeting rooms be- before this being so childish and and stuff like that. So it's, so, I think it it was really good fuel because there are so many people who didn't think this was good idea. Um, of course, the motivation, then when you work hard, you need to get the reward. So, so all the customer 
wins, all the PR wins, all the all the new hires that we got in the beginning. So it's it's kind of those are really important milestones. You should be you should be celebrating all those milestones and be happy and remember to celebrate those. Uh, nowadays, um, after 11 years, uh, what helps me keep myself motivated, of course, is this all these challenges around us and, and, and around our customers as well. So, you know, the pandemic came, so um, people, many of the people stopped moving around and lots of our, our clients are in the business where you need to have people visiting your business and, and so on. So, of course, what sort of challenges that represents us? You know, we need, our clients need to make more of those limited amount of people who visit their stores, which means that they, they need to be even better. They need to have even more motivated staff. They need to be you know, more efficient. Uh, so so it's kind of the value from this service and this kind of service, it never ends. You just need to think about how, a, how, how that works in the current environment and so on. So of course, there are so many challenges. And of course, it's always, I, I, I like to see people grow in their position and become really good in what they do and so on. So that's kind of nice to observe that from the, background you know nowadays I, I don't have a direct team members anymore and stuff like that but it's always nice to mentor new people and 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 help them try to help them as i can so we've just come out of 2020 it's been a, a difficult year for for all really everyone's lives have been affected in some way um but moving forward we're on finally on to 2021 um do you guys have any plans moving into the new year i think we do not have any special plans for this particular year you know our roadmap is in motion continuously and we we have adjusted that so we will keep on providing the service and concepts for consumers for patients for uh, employees of the of the organizations to keep on giving information about their experience uh, with that that business. It needs to be easier, it needs to be faster, it needs to be more fun. So we are always improving that part of the business. What we are improving even more is that we are making the data that we collect more valuable to our client organizations. Uh, it has always been the idea of Happy or Not that everyone in the client organization should be uh, interested about Happy or Not data, not only the management, not only the local management, not only the um, store manager, everyone. That includes also the also the suppliers of the product and products and so on. So so it's kind of it's 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 so huge operation that our clients are running ongoingly that it's kind of it really pushes us to be better continuously and we and it it, it never changed we we it's definitely we want to be best in the world in 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 what we do so that's that's quite a challenge 
Um, lastly, would you say, uh, is, is there anything that our listeners should really check out or, or, or look up, or is there anything that you'd recommend for them to, um, to take a look at? Yeah, I, I think the one thing I, I would like to share in this interview, because we have been talking about the history of happy or not, and, and from the entrepreneurial viewpoint is that there is a really nice story that was uh, published by New Yorker magazine. You can find that story by Googling New Yorker, happy or not. So it's quite inspiring. It's a long story. It's really well written like New Yorker is. So that's, I think that's a really nicely lays down what we have done in the in the past 10 years so check it out that's the story of happy or not yeah great we'll, we'll drop that in the link uh for the description so any of the listeners can go out and read that awesome um but thanks thanks Ville. It's, it's been really great to hear your story and and get some advice um from from you obviously and, and really pick your brains and learn a bit more about how you guys function and um just a few tips really to kind of help out a lot of our listeners but it's been really great to speak to you so thanks a lot for taking your time out sure thanks for having me it was fun hey fantastic thanks Billy. again i'd like to thank Ville for taking some time out to come and speak to us today the link to the new york happy or not article is in the description i hope you guys enjoyed this episode thanks for listening <laughs>